0: Hello there, fabulous derby person, it's ABOM. You uh, ready to dive into the updated WFTDA rules of 2017? Before we do that, please note that I, ABOM, do not represent the WFTDA organization in any way, and this is meant for you to listen to while you read along with your own copy of rules, or maybe enjoy a road trip, or whatever you want to do. I won't tell you how to live your life. I'm not your real mom we got the legal meagle stuff out of the way let's do it rules summary first the game of flat track roller derby is played in a flat oval track play is broken up into two 30 minute periods and within those periods into units of play called jams which last up to two minutes there are 30 seconds between each jam during a block each team fields up to five skaters four of these skaters are called blockers together the blockers are called the pack and one is called a jammer. The jammer wears a helmet cover with a star on it. The two jammers start each jam behind the pack and score a point for every opponent they lap, each lap. Because they start behind the pack, they must go through the pack, then all the way around the track to be ready to score points on opposing blockers. Roller derby is a full contact sport. However, skaters cannot use their hands, elbows, forearms, hands, knees, lower legs, or feet to make contact to opponents. Skaters cannot make contact to opponents' heads, backs, knees, lower legs, or feet. Play that is unsafe or illegal may result in a skater being assessed a penalty, which is served by sitting in the penalty box for 30 seconds of jam time. The team with the most points at the end of the game wins. A common jam might go like this Number one, blockers line up behind the pivot line and in front of the jammer line. Number two, jammers line up behind the jammer line. Number three, at the jam starting whistle, the blockers skate forward and compete for superior position. The jammers skate forward and try to get through the pack. Each blocker simultaneously tries to prevent the opposing jammer from getting past and to help their own jammer get through. Number four, one jammer exits the pack and is declared lead jammer, earning the right to end the jam when they decide. This jammer races around the track to get into scoring position. Number five, the same jammer begins to work their way through the pack for the second time and the opposing jammer makes their way out of the pack for the first time. Number six, as the second jammer to escape the pack comes around into scoring position, the first jammer calls off the jam. Number seven, the first jammer has scored several points up to four and led their opponent at zero points. Meanwhile, the opposing jammer, by getting into scoring position, held the first jammer at only those points as they could have scored more points on subsequent passes. You got it? Good. Let's do number one, game parameters and safety. 1.1, timing. A game lasts for 60 minutes of play, divided into two 30-minute periods with a halftime between them. Periods are broken into jams, which are the basic unit of play for roller derby. A jam can last up to two minutes. Jams may be called off prior to two minutes as part of gameplay, as described below. Each jam starts with a single short whistle blast and finishes at the end of a series of four short whistle blasts. At least 30 seconds must lapse between jams. More than 30 seconds may not elapse unless a timeout is called. A period starts on the jam starting whistle of the first jam for that period. The period clock does not stop between jams unless a timeout is called. If the period clock reaches zero before the next jam has started, the period ends at that moment. Otherwise, the period ends at the conclusion of the final jam for that period. If what would have been the last jam of a game ends due to officiating error with no time remaining on the period clock, the officials may determine that another jam will be run. Such a jam will have the same form, over time or not. See below as a jam that ended unnaturally and be part of the same period. 1.2. Teams. A team is comprised of skaters who must be uniquely identified by a roster number. Each team must have a jersey of the same base color, such that uniform colors of the two teams playing are of high contrast. Roster numbers must be clearly displayed on a skater's back and upper arm area. Each team must have helmet covers to clearly indicate who their jammer and pivot are. The jammer and pivot helmet covers for the two teams must be easy to differentiate. Skaters must wear quad-style roller skates and protective gear during play. Inline skates are not permitted. Protective gear may not be removed during play. Protective gear may not impair or interfere with the safety or play of other skaters, support staff, or officials. Skaters who are injured during play may return to play as long as they are no longer apparently injured or bleeding. A skater whose injury alters the flow of the game, examples include a jam being called, a period clock stoppage, or a substitute being seated in the penalty box, may not participate during the following three jams. A skater whose injury alters the flow of the game more than once may not participate as a skater for the rest of that period. 1.3 Timeouts Teams and officials may stop the period clock by calling a timeout. Timeouts may only be called between jams, though officials may end a jam, so they may call an official timeout. The beginning of a timeout is marked by four short whistle blasts, and the end of a timeout is marked by a long rolling whistle, after which the next jam begins as soon as possible if there is time remaining on the period clock. At most, 30 seconds may pass before the next jam begins. The period clock starts again at the jam starting whistle. There are three types of timeout. 1.3.1 Team Timeouts Each team has three timeouts that they can take during the game. Team timeouts may be taken only by the team's captain or designated alternate. Team timeouts last for 60 seconds. 1.3.2 Official Reviews Each team may request that the officials review a decision. To do this, a team's captain or designated alternate formally requests a review of a specific officiating decision made during the prior jam or during the lineup time preceding the prior jam. The head referee investigates the review with other officials and uses the information gathered to render a decision on the item under review, as well as related decisions. The head referee then announces their findings and any changes that result from the review to both teams' representatives. This decision is final. If the head referee determines that an officiating error was made in relation to the situation under review, the team will retain the privilege to call an additional review later in the same period. The review can be retained in this manner only once per period. A team may also elect to use their official review as a team timeout. In this case, the review will not be retained. 1.3.3 Official Timeouts Officials may take a timeout in order to ensure that the game is running smoothly and correctly. If the prior jam ended with less than 30 seconds on the period clock, the fact that the officials call a timeout will not necessarily result in another jam occurring in the same manner that a team timeout or official review would. Instead, the officials must determine whether or not there is reason to hold another jam for that period. If the officials determine that there is no reason to hold another jam, both teams must be given a chance to call a team timeout or official review if they have any remaining. If they decline, the period will end. 1.4. Game information. Critical game information must be displayed in a manner that is highly visible to teams, officials, and spectators. This displayed critical game information is considered official and must include, at a minimum, the period clock, the jam clock, the official score. Errors in timing or score should be updated as quickly as possible. If an error persists for an extended period of time, it should be corrected only if the correction itself would have minimal impact on the game. 1.5, winning. The team with the most points at the end of the game wins. 1.5.1, overtime. If the game ends with the score tied, the second period will be extended by at least one additional jam. This overtime jam is like any other jam, with two exceptions. No lead jammer is declared. Both jammers begin scoring on their first trip through the pack. More jams will be ended in this manner until a jam ends with the score no longer tied. So there you have it, another exciting chapter of updated rules for 2017 from the WFTDA. If you have any questions, concerns, anything, um, read them yourself. <laughs> this is a bomb get low skate hard and i'll see you on the track